Hey there, Internet. I'm Jason, and he's Rich, and you're listening to Remastered, the show where, you know, we, we revisit our childhoods, and we kind of remaster it through the, the foggy lens of memory. Sometimes it's perfect, sometimes it's imperfect, but nonetheless, we do talk about the things that we like, and tonight, believe it or not, unless, unless we decide not to, we're going to talk about toy guns. Well, you know what plimsolls are now, so... I do, because last week we started talking about toy guns, and plimsolls were the, the, the shunt that kind of got us away from all that. We ended up talking about P.E. instead. I'll try not to do that this week. No, you can do that. Okay. It would actually be hilarious if we tried doing a toy gun show like 12 weeks in a row, and it just never happened, and every single episode we titled The Toy Gun Show. I'll see what I can do. It'll just come to me. I can't plan it. It's like lightning. It'll just hit... <laughs> and we'll be off on one. But last week was great because, you know, I, I'd done up a whole bunch of notes about toy guns, but I I got to learn about something different. And that's what I like about this show is uh, is hearing the unexpected little differences between our two cultures, Rich. I enjoy that as well. I do enjoy that. Like the fact that you were forced to wear prison shoes. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but toy guns, uh, there, there was a time when it was okay to play with them. And... Now that's not so much the case anymore. People really frown on toy guns, especially law enforcement. They don't seem to have too much of a sense of humor when it comes to those little, uh, you know, squirt guns that we had when we were kids. Yeah, they certainly don't anymore. Uh, it was never much of an issue over here because our, our police aren't armed. But I don't know, people, they, they seem to be shooting more and more people these days. So it's, it's not so I wouldn't carry a toy gun with me, really. I've got a page of them opened up on Amazon here. I didn't know you could buy them. This this must be some company. It's they're not sold by Amazon at all. The, these are like a marketplace item, and they've got rolls of caps. Okay, do you know it must be twenty five years since I've heard a cap go off. Yeah, we used to play with them all the time, whether or not we had a gun. You know, we'd always oh yeah set them off. Uh, fire was always the, the preferred way because then you could get the whole roll and it would just go, you know, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I've not heard that sound for years and years. and years. I can't remember the last time I heard that sound. I, it, you don't walk down the street and a group of kids firing cap guns at each other <laughs> run past you. Nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't even know where to go for them and that might just be that I'm disconnected totally from the whole toy market, but... But where where would you go to get caps now? I mean, like all the little toy, the chain toy stores that we had back in the 80s and 90s, those are closed. Those are gone. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd order them from these people on Amazon. They're quite cheap. But How much are they? Right. What have we got? We've got eight shot ring gun caps, five boxes with 48 shots each. That's £1.60. Now, are these the type that are on the plastic ring or they're, the type that are on paper? They're on a plastic ring. There's... We also had the paper ones, which are two rolls of 100-shot paper caps, each containing 12... All right, so there's two rolls, like a roll of coins. There's 12 reels in each roll, and each reel has 100 shots on it. That's £1.89. Oh, that's reasonable. I thought you were going to say something ridiculous, like no. $12. No, that's not bad at all. Um, and then there's boxes of... A, uh, they're, they're, they're quite cheap. Not bad at all. But then the guns... Well, actually, they're quite cheap because they're toys, but some of them are awful, and some of them look a bit too real. Like some of the cowboy, the six-shooter guns, that sort of thing, they look a bit real. But then there's other ones that they've just made out of blue plastic. 
Well, here comes the problem. It's the realistic factor because nobody cares about super soakers. You know, the the big neon, uh, oddly shaped rifle type on to- just totally fantastic guns. Yeah. People care about the ones that the, the cops can't easily tell or say that they can't easily tell from real guns. Here, take a look at this. This one will blow your mind. This is terrifying. I'm putting it in the chat. By the way, hi to Dino, to Mike, to Ben, to Owen, uh, Connor66, Shonky Lab Elton. Here they're all hanging out with us tonight at the chat room at simplysyndicated.com. And I just posted the link in there. If you click on that, take a look at that gun that's about. Um, the Ujimatic. No, the A-Team M24 assault rifle. Hang on. Is it? Oh, my God. The A-Team M24 assault rifle. That's awesome. <laughs> I would play with that gun. Really? That is an awesome gun. But I, even that, made back in probably what? Like 1983, 84, something along those lines. When was the A-Team on? Early 80s, 80s, well, it would have been all the way through the 80s. Let me just check. A team. But even as early as that was and as crappy as the means of production were back then, I mean, gun, uh, think about how, how crappy the toys were back in the 80s. This still looks realistic, despite all that crap method. It does. 18 was 83 to 87. That was wow, that late. Yeah. I'm surprised it ran that long as well. You know, I briefly thought this week, and I didn't do it because I didn't have time, but I thought about doing a uh, an A-Team sound-alike theme song intro for us. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I'm just but trying to... Further down on the page, there's a couple more. There's one, that M- Mattel's new M16 Marauder. Do you have Mattel over there? We do, yeah. Okay, it's a very, very well-known toy brand. Uh, think He-Man, or M- Mattel, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So we're talking about a prominent toy company advertising for an M16 look-alike and sound-alike. Yeah, it's, I, I remember all this stuff. It was awesome. They'd, you'd just get guns, and they were like real guns. Killing was fun, and you would play at killing and shooting and all this sort of thing. Now it's frowned upon and kids stab each other in the streets. You know. Here's another M16 toy lookalike comparison. There's two guns, one labeled one, one labeled two, and they look almost identical. Is this and there's a- the problem. Because uh, in the United States, there have been all kinds of killings where kids have been running around playing guns with each other and the cops show up on the scene and they're like, well, we, we don't know. We think that's a real gun. Or, alternately... They show up to a robbery scene, and the suspect is trying to hold up a store with a toy gun, and the cops think it's real, and, and uh, you know, death happens. Yeah, that has happened here a lot as well. It, it's, I don't know why people would do that. It, it doesn't seem like a good idea to me. You never, you never hear a gunman was under siege by police, and it was all fine. They got him out. No one was hurt. You know, you never hear that. People just get shot. It's not, it's not worth doing. We've had some, I have had some fun with replica guns here. When you if say I'm replicas. Honest. Yeah, now, you- now, now these are not so much toy guns, although they were arguably being used as such. Um, <laughs> these were guns that either were decommissioned real guns or ones that were 
sort of air guns, but really meant to look like real guns. And they shot stuff, so why were they not? You know, they fired blanks as well. That sort of thing. And this was primarily through, like, filmmaking and that sort of thing. There were guns involved. And it's 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 smashing fun. It really is. Um, so I can tell you for, for a fact that you can stage a mock execution in the middle of a, a school playing field, and no one will call the police. They just leave people there. Gunshots you, around. You say it. this from experience. Yeah, you you staged. What was the context? I, I got to know this. Why were you staging an execution? I, right, I didn't stage the execution. I I saw the videoing of the thing, and it was. I don't know why they did it, but a couple of friends went and did that. Sort of. If we, if I shoot you in the head in the park and you fall down, is anyone going to do anything? And no one did. Which, looking back, is quite lucky, really. When I think about it. That that could have ended much worse than it did. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, things are so bad in the U.S. that Chicago has banned like all replicas and realistic toy guns completely. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to not forget in the park. You wouldn't be able to have it running around in your own yard without a cop car going by and go setting its siren off. I've seen that as well. This all links to back, links back to certain filmmaking friends of mine who have been. <laughs> just stood in their backyard with things not unlike what you've just posted a link to in Photobucket. Uh, just watching the Leeds United supporters walk past their, their backyard because of where their, their, their house was. Not the Leeds United supporters. The Rhinos, the rugby people. It doesn't matter. Ignore that. And, <laughs> and the police that are at the game sort of stopping. Have, have you got a machine gun there? Just stood next to all these hundreds of people. And like, no, it's a toy really and they've had them checked and that sort of thing it's, it's i think just it's a bit crazy. i think it's interesting that they've had to check them because is there no provision under uk law where the guns have to have some sort of um, marking or something to to stand out to be easily identified and visible i have no idea it's entirely feasible that that sort of thing exists but given the owner of this particular toy and the reason why he bought it it may well have been doctored to look less like a toy now we have exceptions like things that are being used as movie props or in plays but by and large uh federal law here says that all guns all replicas and toys have to have an orange plug in the barrel so that if a cop walks by they see the orange right away it stands out and it's it's a clear signal we we might well have that because as even as i look at these cat guns for sale on amazon they've all got the orange end in them which is i think that's a good idea uh but if you if you're not gonna it's not gonna cause you to have any less fun playing exactly and but if you are making a film and using it then you have to kind of break that bit off (laughs) but you know do so at your own peril if police see you with it they will ask questions trust me trust me i didn't have any of these like the ones that are just stupid plastic colors I never had any guns like that. There's an alarming number of those. Well, why would you? That was the thing that always really bothered me as a kid, running around playing guns. You wanted it to look and feel just like whatever Chuck Norris movie you'd watched that week. So you didn't want something that was so abstract that it wouldn't fit in. Exactly. I Yeah, I just hated things like that. I would have toy guns that were perhaps too big, and so if they had been real guns, they might not have really existed. Uh but other than that, everything was pretty realistic. I had the, I had one I remember that got 
that had the grenade launcher underneath the barrel, so it made the noise and fired grenades at your sister. Ah! And all that sort of thing. That was awesome. Carlos in the chat room says, uh, he always kicks in with fun stuff when we're recording. He says, I remember I dressed as the Terminator at Halloween. I had to check in the toy gun, but that was way before Columbine. Wow. Yeah, we've, I've never checked in a toy gun. I've been stopped at customs. I've probably said that before. I've been stopped. I don't remember this story. Yeah, it was just, it was, I must have been sort of 11 years old and I got a toy gun on holiday. This was one amazing tradition that I don't know how it occurred with my family, but it occurred that when we went on holiday, there was the tradition of the going home present. If you can get your brain around that. We were going home, get a present. Okay. So it would usually be something that you'd seen on holiday that you'd want. And for me in Spain, it was usually some sort of cap gun that would be completely unavailable in the UK. That's where I'd get the big, like, I had one that was a, a magnum, like a proper Clint Eastwood magnum that fired brilliant caps. That was awesome. And that was, you know, then there was another one. The other one was what I was stopped at customs because you, you've got to take them home somehow. And uh, that kind of shadow shape looks dodgy in your carry-on luggage. And it certainly looks bad when they can go through your bags. So we... <laughs> I just basically, it was a cowboy style gun in a holster, looked real as anything. And I just walked through the metal detector with it strapped to my belt, uh, and obviously set it off, and they came and checked it and rolled their eyes. Like, oh, yeah, great, another one. Get on the plane. The sad irony of all this being, of course, that you don't even need, and this is a bit of a tangent, I know, but you don't even need a gun or a toy lookalike anymore to get stopped and just totally raped by Border Patrol guys. No, they'll, they'll stick their simple. arm up you at the drop of a hat. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, have you seen this story going around today and yesterday uh, on social media sites about the, the guy who had um, dual French and American citizenship? He was in Canada and he was returning to the United States when Border Patrol guards decided to go through his um, his computer and they found all the files for his doctorate thesis right. about Islamic studies. And they detained the information and they held him in jail and just because he had some stuff on about is is you know Islam on his computer. Wow, I hadn't heard that. That's uh, chilling. That's about all I can remember after having read it early this morning. But uh, it's just terrible that they can do that sort of thing. But uh, it, it used to be that I remember very, very small going on a train, Amtrak, across the country. And my brother and I had that kind of stuff. I mean, we had toy everything at that point. We were carrying stuff to keep us busy because a train trip across the United States is really freaking boring. Yeah. Um, but we had stuff that today would get you automatically detained and butt searched. It's the way of things. It's so sad, but I don't know. You know, let them keep the security. As long as I don't get blown up or shot on a plane, go with it. I just better not be blown up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Cause that honestly, if that starts to happen, my final words will be cursing the TSA and other organizations of a similar type that would be so annoying other than that go with it i suppose because i want that security there it's it's a pain when it's happening to somebody else and you can read about it on facebook or in the news and say oh that's terrible but when you're there you think yeah but you know 
check all these people because I, I don't want to die. So I see where you're coming from, but I really disagree with you. I'm sorry, but the TSA is complete security theater. Oh, yeah. I think it could be done far better. I agree with uh, uh, Brim saying the way the Israelis do it is probably far better. I think because they just talk to you, don't they? They can just tell if you're going to blow something up. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but don't they use like a, a really complicated system of dogs as well? I have no idea. All don't I know, they have highly trained dog teams at all their airports. All I know is that they're 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 really good when it comes to security. That if anyone knows about security, it's Israel. They're pretty pretty up on it at the moment. Uh, so it's a it's a good group of people to copy, I suppose. <laughs> That's what I think. We're way off base now. I don't know anything about airport security. I haven't been on a plane for years. Nor have I. It's become way too expensive. Uh, somebody at Simply Syndicated is trying to arrange for folks to come down to Texas to see Craig, our, our buddy Craig Bevan, perform. Yeah. Have you read about this on the forum? I have read about this on the forum, yes. I checked into it to see how much it would cost for me to fly down there. Right. Ridiculous. I'm sorry, Craig. I'm going to officially say that you're not worth $800. Oh, my God. No, I wouldn't pay $800 to listen to Craig. <laughs> there have been occasions when I give him $800 to shut up. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it would just be $800 for the airfare. But well, that's, that's... The, that's the trouble with it, because it's not just the price of the plane ticket. You're going somewhere. And then you have to pay to live wherever it is you're going to. <laughs> and, and so that's food and lodgings of whatever and all kinds of things. The flight would have been the lion's share of the cost, though. I mean, the hotel next to the flight is nothing. Not when the flight's $800. <laughs> Mind you, I wonder what it would cost me. I'll, I'm, I'm going to search that while we're talking anyway talk about a place though that doesn't care too much about guns texas loves their guns is this true i you you have to understand i'm gonna be honest and say really my knowledge of texas comes from king of the hill true everything that you read or watch bits of dallas all true and that's where kennedy was shot that's that's my knowledge of texas King oh, of the Hill is spot on. Right, okay. <laughs> it's, Texas is this weird place where it's like the the American-Mexican War frozen in time. And they get skyscrapers and they get cars, but they keep all the old stuff. Right. See, that, but we do that. That's how you end up with town centers that look as horrific as Keithley. The rest of America is a little bit... A little bit different than that, though, because we're ready to shuck all of our culture uh, at a moment's notice for whatever is new and shiny. Right. Yeah, we don't do, we don't do that so much. We leave we're things like, there forever. <laughs> See, until... Lisa was asking about your house the other day. Yeah. We were talking about it, and she's like, they really live in a house that's more than 100 years old? I said, yeah. She said, and it still stands up? I said, yeah. She said, they, but what about, what about its foundation? I said, it's, it's probably fine. She said, but, but we don't have that here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, and this, old, this, this house isn't old, really. I mean, so this house is like over 100 years old. Not, m- probably not much over 100 years old. 
but about that. <laughs> the house up the road, Alison's mum's old house that her brother's moving into, is 400 years old. 400? Does it yeah. look like shit? No. It's, it's a gorgeous house. It's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's a classic English cottage, and there is a date above the door of 1640-something. What's it made of? Stone. Like really big, thick, heavy Yorkshire stone. The walls will probably be about a foot and a half thick. Now, do they actually have to replace any of the stone or the mortar or anything like that on a regular basis? God, no. No. That house will be there in another 400 years. So what you're saying is that it's, it's, an, it's original parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That boggles my mind. Nothing like that exists in the United States. I mean, sure, you can find some, you know, uh, 17th century churches or cathedrals or municipal buildings. But by and large, we get rid of our stuff when it's 50, 60 years old. We have schools that get knocked down every 40 years and rebuilt. We build new houses to replace the ones that we wear out, regardless of whether they're structurally sound. We, we just... We're a very consumer culture. They've recently been, when, as they've moved into the house at the road, they've been redoing all kinds of bits. Just refurn, refurbishing certain bits were sandblasted to be clean and that sort of thing. But it's resulted in them getting the roof back to sort of the rafters. And the rafters aren't rafters. They're sort of half a tree resting on another half a tree and that sort of thing. They're not like milled planks of wood. Or anything like that. It's just clearly half a tree that's been lifted up there 400 years ago by a horse or something. Whatever it was they did. <laughs> Honestly, it would, it would just blow your mind. And, and this house is as solid as anything. There's no worry whatsoever. The roof might need a bit of a redo, to be honest. We get a leak in the attic when it rains just right. But no, everything's fine. The first house that Lisa and I bought was from 1926. And we could barely stand to live there. We're just like, this is shit. We can't do it. I mean, this house wasn't built to code. This doesn't have modern firewalls and stuff. Where's, the, where's all, the, um, where's all the, the routing for all the wires to go? I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we just don't revere that kind of thing. The guys in the chat room, by the way, are talking about old things that we do have in the United States, like uh, Spanish forts and missions, which, yeah, there's some pretty neat stuff, but... By and large, we tend to view those as baffling anomalies. I've been around one of them. I saw the one in San Francisco that they did bits of uh, vertigo in. It was very nice Mm -hmm. and very old. And you sort of look at it thinking, they think this is old. (laughs) Bless them. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. When you you think literally you really barely had a country... When the house at the road was being made is just, you know, that's, that's quite difficult to get your head around, I suppose. I don't know. And even that's not old, really. You want old stuff? We've got old stuff. Oh, we've got old stuff. If you want castles, come and see some castles. Oh, we'll show you some castles. Actually, I was, I was flicking through uh, Netflix the other night, just looking at the, all the TV shows. Because there's like 48 pages of TV shows. It's incredible. And one of them that I came across was American Castles, The Grand Tour. And I thought, oh yeah, really? 
<laughs> and what amazed me most was they got six episodes of whatever TV show that was out of American Castles. Are, are there many American Castles? Not particularly. I was actually just thinking of one that my family went to several times when I was uh, growing up in Watertown, New York. Um, there's a little place called Alexandria Bay. It's on the St. Lawrence Seaway, which is what connects the Great Lakes with the Atlantic Ocean. Right. And in the middle of the St. Lawrence, if you go out um, just enough, there's a little place built out on a rocky island. It's called Bolt Castle. I just looked it up here. Beginning in 1900, the Bolt family spent summers in the 1,000 island, Islands at Bolt Family's wet, uh, Wellesley House near Bolt's Wellesley Island Farms. While 300 workers, including stonemasons, carpenters, and artists, fashioned the six-story, 120-room castle complete with tunnels. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on, but <clears throat> yes, our, uh, our 112-year-old castle is quite the sight to behold. Right. Wow. You should go and look around the Tower of London. I'm reading here, but built really in 1078. So that's that's just the thousand years old. Near as damn it. Let me qualify this by saying that I'm a history nerd and I do like history as long as it is confined to the realm of imagination. Like right. thinking about things that would have happened. Uh, I, I was a couple of credits away from getting a minor in history in college. And I didn't have the money, so I shucked that idea. But that being said... If I were to go to the Tower of London, the entire time I was there, I, I would be walking around saying things like, this is taking up so much real estate. Or, <laughs> wow, these people really didn't know how to use their space. What if we just moved that wall? Oh, it's, it's brilliant, the Tower of London. It's, if, if, if anyone who can go and who hasn't been, I really recommend it. It's a great day out. And my, really, my point is, it's a thousand years old. It's it's in as good condition today as it was 900 years ago. You know, it's still there. It's still a castle. You probably still have trouble storming it. Um, and all of that sort of thing. It's a, And it's huge. It's absolutely huge. From an American standpoint, though, you got to realize, Rich, that when we look at something like a castle we automatically think, what is it, aside from historical value or, or you know, like, um, I don't know, uh, the attachment that the British people must, must feel to it, what is the value of that castle? It's not producing anything. Well, you could argue that, I mean, the Tower of London in particular is, is a profit-making business, if nothing else. From a else. tourist perspective. From, from a, tour, a tourist perspective, yeah. It runs itself because that's where the crown jewels are. Technically, then, you could also argue it's it's one of the most protected vaults on the planet. You know, you, you are not getting those crown jewels out of there. There's, you know, you could, there are even many rumors, I don't know how true this is, that they're not the real crown jewels. Like, the real crown jewels, jewels are somewhere where you don't need to ever worry about that. But there's something that looks a lot like them in the Tower of London, and we'll tell everybody they're the crown jewels, and people can go and look and go, ah and pay us their money, and that'll be fine. So even if anyone does steal them, <laughs> they've not really stolen the crown jewels. We can just be like, ha fooled you. But you, then I suppose you only get to do that once, don't you? So it's it's a very protected place. If you want to see English policemen with uh, machine guns, that's... I was a, actually going to ask yeah, that. Yeah, they have them there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> They'll have them there. Uh, we've, 
we've got to backtrack a little bit because this whole thing that you always bring up about your police officers not having guns, yeah. it, it destroys me. I don't, I don't understand how they uphold any laws. Do, do your criminals not get guns? No. Because there aren't they're any. really nice? There just really aren't any guns. I mean, it happens occasionally. You can, you can probably, if you really try hard and move in the right kind of social circles, you could probably put your hand on some sort of gun. But, yeah, in general, you would not expect somebody to be armed with a gun. We're just not at that level yet. There are police who are armed and ready to go in the event of it being necessary. You they know. sound like they're the exception, though? Well, yeah. They sort of, as I understand it, I mean, barring any special circumstances, like I think you'd see them at airports and at the Tower of London. And oh, so you're of, talking about, they're, they're like special force or like <laughs> SWAT. Yeah, pretty much. But the general police officer on the street would not in any way be armed. They might have a can of, they'll have a can of like CS gas and pepper spray, that kind of thing. But they, uh, oh, and they have those cool extendable batons. That are like they they're just like a little six inch stick and you flick them and it's enough to break somebody's arm with and that sort of thing. The kind that telescope out a little bit. Yeah, they're pretty cool. That they're, is really neat. But you've got to let me paint you a picture because you've got to clarify this for me. Are all of your beat cops who just walk the streets, do regular patrols, are they all up to hot fuzz standards? Or let's say that somebody gets mugged on a street corner, yeah, downtown London. There's a cop a block away who sees it. What happens? He'd probably go for it. I would. I would hope. He'd probably go for the guy, but they don't. They don't shoot anyone. If you if you can run fast enough, you get away. But bearing in mind that you've also been videoed a billion times doing it and all kinds of things. But yeah, they wouldn't shoot somebody if they were getting away. No, that just wouldn't happen. Unless they thought that person was a terrorist. And then SWAT would probably be there in the first place anyway. So that's that's just it. They just do you know what? I can I can take this even further. A lot of our beat police aren't police. There have been certain and there's the government in their own stupidity are kind of pushing this even further or trying to. A lot of people so like in Howarth, you won't mm-hmm. have a, a, a local police force made up entirely of police officers because that would cost too much money. What you have is like community liaison rep- what are they called? They're rubbish. They're a pain in the backside. Um, Glorified neighborhood watch? Yeah, basically. But they get uh, reflective vests and hats and all kinds of things. But they so can more be- or less an unarmed militia. Yeah. More or less, but very absolutely very legal and trained and uniformed and all of that. But they can't arrest you. It's it's rubbish. It's pointless and it's annoying and it just saves money and uh, causes more problems than anything else. Really, it sounds like those people would be prone to inflated egos yes. of a George Zimmerman type. Yes, you know. or or just be busybody types i mean they they just do nothing and achieve very little there's sort of some rep they can they can be made to look like the police are doing something when in fact the police actually aren't because i i recently you know i was complaining i when i was spoke, speaking to a policeman who was trying to explain to me that something couldn't happen due to lack of resources i made a bit of a sarcastic comment about seeing that they had an officer out on the corner with a speed camera 
uh, letting all the, the local busybodies have a go on it. This this is a terrible scheme. They let old people have a go with the speed cameras, but if they get you, you don't get a speeding fine. You just get a letter saying, hey, we saw you were speeding. Stop it. Well, yeah, because the people who had the... I, I could see that. The people who were operating the camera aren't police officers. Yeah. So, or the, the radar or whatever it was. But... Um, yeah, that would be really, really shaky if they tried to give out a ticket there. In the United States, as litigious as we were, that would never stand up yeah. in court. But they're with an officer because obviously it's police equipment. They're being supervised. They're not trained and all kinds of things. And I complain, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you've got no resources to deal with actual things, but you've got a police officer getting people going one mile an hour over the speed limit. And it was as if I'd said the most insulting thing in the world to this man at that point. You could, even though we were on the phone, I could sense the look of disgust on his face as he just got out of the words, that wasn't a police officer. Just that's not one of us. That's a community <laughs> support officer. That's do not compare us. Thank you very much. They just dress like us. Just utter disgust in his voice that I would compare the two. So See, that's, that's when job. I learned the difference. <laughs> my job puts me in a lot of close contact with police and most of them are nice guys. But, uh, you know, I've been on ride-alongs and I've been there standing under the, you know, um, standing a few feet away from the, the police tape line as they're cleaning up murder scenes and car crashes and in one case of decapitation. That was interesting. But uh, those, those guys would laugh at you if you said, you know, you pulled me over for going three miles over the speed limit. Are you going to give me a ticket? They would just laugh. They'd be like, no, you're not going 20 over. We're not going to bother with it. Yeah, they love that kind of bureaucratic rubbish over here. Because we have the cameras as well. Do you have the cameras yet? It depends on which cameras you're talking about. Speed cameras. Yeah, basically, you drive past one mile an hour over the speed limit, this thing takes a picture of you, you get a letter, pay the fine, or go to court. Um, I think ours have a little bit of a grace area. But yeah, they're used in extremely um, high population density urban areas, but not not really too too much elsewhere, just because of the cost. Right now, they love them here. They absolutely love them. Can't get enough of them. There'd be a speed camera attached to your car as you drove around, if that was technically possible. It's it's just ridiculous. Where you play the 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 Russian roulette is some of them aren't turned on. Right, that's, that's how brilliant. you that's how you save the money. Some of them are just the box. So, you, But you don't know. The way you can test is you go past it too fast. If you're wrong, you get three points on your license. You know, that's what they used to do to us on school buses. They'd always have the video cameras, the surveillance camera at the front of the school bus. But you knew that there was probably only three in the entire fleet of buses that were actual real cameras and the rest were dummies. But it was an effective way, since there was such uncertainty there, to keep the kids on the bus from, you know beating each other to death it works they've tried all kinds of things with getting speeders here they even you'll drive through areas that just say that there are speed cameras here and you'll never see a speed camera but just the the threat that you might turn the next corner and there's one there keeps you at appropriate speeds they even found out that if you take a picture of the side of a police car and print it out life-size and stick it to the bridge crossing the motorway People think it's a police car watching the traffic and slow down. I know cops in the city where I work, where my where my office actually is, love to park police cars around town and then go on foot patrol. 
because just seeing the police car on the side of the road, people will automatically obey the speed limit there all day long. It doesn't matter if the car is still there or not. When they come back and move it, because there has been a car there, people know to go slowly. Yeah. But uh, I'm really curious. Let's do a little experiment. Okay. I want you to try to put nationalism aside. Okay. Try not to think of yourself as a British citizen right now. Try to think of yourself as a citizen of the world. Okay. And using everything that you know, or all the stereotypes even, because that's fair, I want to know, do you respect U.S. cops or U.K. cops more, considering all the things that we've talked about? I I have more – that's a tricky one. I, I would have to say probably U.S. cops, because – it's much. It seems to be much more of a dangerous job, on a day-to-day basis. The fact that you go out wearing a bulletproof vest with a gun is kind of an indication that you expect to either kill someone or someone's going to try and kill you that day. And I don't think that a lot of UK policemen go out on the beat with that expectation. So, see, I was going to say that if the expectations of danger on the job were the same, I would have to swing in favor of the UK police because they go out not being armed to the teeth. They they go out with their hands and their wits. Yeah, I think if the expectation was the same, they'd probably go out armed. To be honest, I don't think it would take much of a push to do that. Maybe, especially these days. But yeah, as as of right now, they are not armed with a gun, generally. Some are. Blows my That's, mind. Yeah. There are arguments to be made for and against that, of course, and I, I don't think that you're probably wanting to talk too much about gun control, but there, um, there are the frequent reports, you know, every single year of people getting killed by unintentional police fire. Yeah, we, we get a lot of uh, people run down by policemen going to places and that sort of thing. We don't get many people killed by police fire. Um, when you say run down, you mean run down on foot or with vehicles? With vehicles. That, that happens wait, 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 at, wait, 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 wait. So they're not armed with guns, but they're allowed to run people over with cars. No, they're not allowed to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's frowned upon. You're, not, you're really not supposed to. Um, it's not allowed, no. Um, but it, it happens because it's all, it's, you know, well, if you're speeding around in a car, accidents are going to happen. You know? Uh, and sometimes pedestrians get hit, which is horrific. But I, I don't suppose it happens that happens any more here than it does in any other other country. Maybe because we have small roads. I don't know. Maybe it happens in France. But yeah, you don't get many incidents of of accidental police shootings or anything like that. No, they're very very common here. Uh, well, I don't know. They're common compared to what the ideal is like it happens way way more often than you really want and it happens more than you would think too uh i have a little list that i pulled up when looking at some of this stuff about toy guns and there was one site that was listing off all these stories uh january 2008 an illinois a 39 year old illinois man shot by police when the man pulled out a gray toy pistol October 2007, a California man, 49, was fatally shot and killed by two police officers because he was holding a gun while standing in the street. Gun turned out to be an imitation toy. March 2007, uh, 2007 Arkansas, a 12-year-old boy shot and killed by a police officer because his silver toy gun was mistaken for a real handgun. November 2006, Missouri, police shot and wounded 13-year-old boy in the hip 
leg, and arm because officers said that the boy reached into his waistband and pointed a toy revolver, which looked authentic, at them. Wow. And the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, there's like 70 items on this list. Yeah, we have nothing like that. Nothing like that. I think if anyone has ever... The, the times on the news that I remember where you hear pol- police have shot someone who hen- ended up having a replica or toy gun, the person has been behaving le- very much as if it is a real gun. You know, like actually waving at police, shouting, I'm going to shoot you, that sort of thing. Uh, and so it's... I don't know that it's ever happened by accident. Hmm. Although, what am I saying? The whole of the riots last year was kind of sparked off by them shooting somebody who was unarmed. Right. Uh, and then that kicked off, and then everybody else just joined in for no reason whatsoever. So it stopped being about that. But it was about something in the first place. Um, but our police just tend to concentrate on other more harsh methods of, of handling people. Their crowd control is particularly bad. They like to just trap people and hold them there for hours and that sort of thing. And I think that they're warming up to the water cannon idea as well. See, I'd like to say that we have a problem with that based on a constitutional, you know, civil rights kind of stance, but we don't anymore. We, our police have gotten just a ludicrous amount of power. I, I can't believe some of the methods that they're used, not only under the Patriot Act, but allowed to use under all kinds of state provisions, too. The Occupy Wall Street protests were such a glaring light on just how much mm-hmm. police power there is. Even on political protesters, you wouldn't think that they would be able to use things like pepper spray or rubber bullets or water cannons on people who were exercising First Amendment speech rights. But there they are. Yeah. That's what Patriot Acts is all about. I don't know. I just I never hear anything good about it. Well, our, our buddy Obama, uh, I, I, I like the guy and I voted for the guy and I'll vote for the guy again because he's better than the alternative, but... He recently sent me an email saying, yes, we're going to uphold the Patriot Act. We're going to defend it. And when I say he, I mean a computer from his office. Right. But uh, the, the White House has this site now where you can go and form your own petition and petition the White House. And then the White House will inevitably email you back telling you why they're going to ignore your petition. Yep, we have a similar thing. I think they and might have even taken it down now. <laughs> this was a huge thing that... Obama's communication department did. And for a little while last year, the geeks were really into it because, you know, they were protesting um, SOPA and PIPA, the internet censorship bills. They were um, going for uh, gay rights, that sort of thing. And inevitably, all of the ones that I signed, being a very liberal Democrat, I got messages back from the White House saying, well, we understand that you really support those things and we don't care. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what we get. But thanks for participating in the democratic process. Your voice has been heard and will be ignored. We we basically, there was an MP that stood up in Parliament and said, of course, we're not going to actually debate these things. You people are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't possibly sit and debate all the things that you people make petitions about. It would be ridiculous. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of them are. You get... All kinds of things. I'm looking at them now. Some of them are quite sensible. Drop the health bill. Full disclosure of all government documents relating to the Hillsborough disaster. All this kind of thing. And then you've got other things like keep Formula One free to air in the UK. Like that's, that's not a government matter. Really. 
privatized Margaret Thatcher's state funeral, which is actually hilarious. Um, that one's going quite well, actually. I might sign that one. In fact, I'm going to, because <laughs> that is just brilliant. Although I'm sure this puts me on some sort of uh, government list or something. Although I've said time and time again, if I'm not already on a government list, then we're, we're Somebody screwed. is derelict in their, in their duty. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think I should get to go on the internet and call myself evil emperor and all of that sort of thing. And no one's watching me. I mean, I'm never going to try and take over the country, I, I promise. But at least keep an eye on me. Makes me feel wanted. A lot of these petitions that are here at, uh, what's the, whitehouse.gov in the U.S. Are, are really, I mean, they're sensible. There's not a whole lot of BS filler in there. Because they only really rise to the top when they have some sort of support. The ones that are obvious, um, you know, just trolls, they, they sink right to the bottom. They don't get any votes. But, for example, amend the Controlled Substances Act to exclude marijuana and tetrahydrocannabinols, uh, tetra uh, basically legalized pot. Yeah, we have a legalized cannabis one here as well, I'm seeing. Terrific. That that petition will inevitably get an email from the White House saying, uh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Uh, make a bold and concrete commitment to reduce chronic child malnutrition at the 2012 Camp David G8 Summit. I'd support that. As a matter of fact, I'm voting for that right now. I'll inevitably get a pet- uh, email from the White House saying, uh, fuck you. Yeah. That's what they do. I mean, they, yeah. I suppose you... you <sighs> I don't know. If they thought the things that were good ideas were good ideas, they'd be doing something about it without being told. And all the things that are bad ideas should probably just be ignored anyway. So it's a it's a tricky thing. Help and puppy farming. Oh, that's a good one. There's just so many silly ones here. I don't know. Oh, here's one that'll make you laugh. Push Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to issue principal reductions for underwater homeowners. <laughs> for underwater homeowners. Yeah. That, that can't Are you be aware more than two. A, <laughs> Are you aware that we have a, a government institution called Fannie Mae? I have, I've heard the name Fannie Mae. I didn't know it was a government institution. Yeah. yeah. I figured you'd, you would laugh at that, considering the, the cultural discrepancy. Why, why is it called Fannie Mae? Um, well, it's it's because of the acronym. It's the Federal National Mortgage Association, FNMA, and Fannie Mae is just a lot easier to say. Right. Fair enough. We have one here, Abolish Collective Worship. That's Really? Cool. Yeah. 3,679 uh, signatures there. Now, as an atheist, that kind of makes me proud, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think... Personally, I know you probably don't feel the same way, but I think religious people are crazy. Like that, it it very well could be the symptomatic of a mental disorder. I I would almost <laughs> feel that way too. But at the same time, I would not ever say abolish religious freedom. That's that's just writing too close to uh, to free speech and free thought. It is a bit harsh, isn't it? I I think I it would if I were in charge of the world. It would be something that I would try and... Sorry, I've just seen another one here that is entitled I Believe That God Can Heal. I don't know what that's a petition for. Um, yeah, I, I think that the best way to... If you want to get rid of religion is is probably through better education 
and things like that. You can't just make it illegal. We've tried that, actually, as a nation. We tried that. It didn't work. It ends up with lots of people being burned, quite literally, and other things like that. So, Well, not only that, but if you ever want to stamp out religion, the worst possible thing that you can do is present them with an us-or-them scenario. Yeah. Being raised in a somewhat <clears throat> fundamentalist Christian household, I can tell you that Christians very much enjoy any time that they get to claim that they're being oppressed in some way. Because you give somebody for them to fight against. See, what we did here historically was make up a new religion and declare everybody's that now. Shut up. <laughs> oh, Anglicism. You're that, so fun. That's what the Church of England is. There was so much fighting between ca- Catholics and Protestants that it was like, no, right? Stop it now. Here's Church of England. We're all Church of England. You're not Catholics. You're not Protestants. We're all Church of England. Shut up. You know, that's not how we're taught it in American public education classes. It's pretty much the gist of what happened. See, we're told that basically Henry VIII got to found his own church so that he could fuck whoever he wanted. That was part of it. I mean, that was kind of like, you know, well, it it worked out really well for a lot of people. It's pretty much the best way of putting it. A lot of people did quite well out of it. I'm more prone to believe that it's politics of the penis and less prone to believe that it has anything to do with, you know, healing society. Well, there was, it was kind of, it it happened over a while, as I understand it, because I think it was eventually, he sort of started his own thing. And I think it was his daughter, Elizabeth, that kind of said, we're all that now. So it, it may well have been essentially set up so he could get divorced because that was his problem. He wanted to get because right. div- he wanted a, a son and wasn't having one. So he needed to divorce all these women that wouldn't give him sons or, or kill them. Whatever. Or kill them. Whatever. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, right. Because it seemed a very popular move at the time. Divorce <laughs> is paperwork, you know, and you've only got those crap feather. You've got a quill to write with. You don't want to be doing paperwork. It's a pain now. So cut her head off. That's easier. Someone else can do that. And it's a day out for a lot of people. So, yeah, that's that's it. It just seemed like a great idea. I'm with it. Go with it. Make up your own religion so you can do what you want. I like that. And if you think it's good to be the king, time and time again, this has been proven. It's good to be the king. Ah, this brings up a, a good topic that has nothing to do with toy guns. Right. You started watching Game of Thrones, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. It's good to be king. Yeah. I've just, we've finished episode three. Ah, okay. So I can't say that and I can't say that. Okay. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. We're we're very early still. I'm going to ask you how you like various characters, but. Do you know what? I, it's, it's actually highlighting a lot of issues that I have with the fantasy genre. First of all, three episodes in, I couldn't tell you a single character name. Not one. Nothing. Cause well, there's the good King Robert Baratheon and his wife, Cersei Lannister. Okay. And uh, this isn't much of a spoiler because it happens in episode one, but Cersei's, shall we say, consort, Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer. Is he not her brother? He is. Right, okay. That, which is what made episode one so very disturbing. Yeah. And keep that in mind because major plot point. But uh, you've got Ned Stark. The King of Winterfell, or the, well, let's say the Lord of Winterfell for now. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah. 
That's that's yeah. how I know it. he's Sean Bean. That's that's it. Do you know what happens in Sean Bean movies? He he, he usually dies or is the baddie. Yeah, he then saying. dies. Then he got his kids. You got Rob and Bran and Sansa. Yeah, all all these names are just. <laughs> and his bastard Jon Snow rings no bells, and I can't remember the first one you said. Then you've got Teon Greyjoy, who's Rob's ward. Yeah. I honestly not a, honest, not a single character name goes in. I don't even know the name of the place or anything like that. I don't know any of the the places. I'm I'm with it. It just it seems like it's unnecessary to me. Clearly, I can enjoy it perfectly well without knowing what anybody's called. Well, that's the big question. Are you enjoying it? Very much so. Oh, good. good Very good, much good. so. I am, will continue watching and work my way through because season two is like two episodes in now. So I've got to, got to catch up with that and then catch up with it on TV. You uh, know what happened when Ro and my buddy Andrew were really pressing me hard last year to watch season one is I jumped in and I didn't like it. I'll admit it straight up. Episode one, didn't like it. Episode two, didn't like it. By episode three, I was hooked. But the problem with that show is that it gives you a lot of characters and it, there's not a whole lot of reason to like any of them. No, there isn't, is there? I like They're Sean Bean. unlikable fellows. I Sean, Sean Bean seems very British, so I can get that. But from an American standpoint, he's a little bit, um, a little bit stolid. He's a little bit standoffish. I like that he's from the North and being Northern in a British kind of way as well. He's using his proper normal voice, which he so rarely does. Because he's from Sheffield and he, he can't be in films with that voice. Is that a Sheffield accent? It, it's, it's, it's closest to it that I've ever seen him be in a film or anything else. It's probably not quite as strong as if he were at home with his family, whatever. But it's, it's certainly more than it was in Goldeneye. Yeah. Oin in the chat room says, Every time I hear about this show, it just sounds like a decking soap. Yes. Yes, it is. It's... A soap opera set in middle times, but a political soap opera, not a relationship one so much. Although there's a, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I get the feeling there are going to be dragons soon. I, I just have that feeling. I might be way off, but there's that, that blonde girl who never wears anything. Hooray. Yeah. Is that actually her name? Hooray. <laughs> no. That's just my exclamation at any time she comes on screen. Because frankly, for me... I wouldn't mind if she just, uh, you know, led her armies across the Great Sea and, and trounced all the people in the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. She's, she's the person that I, I empathize with the most. Yeah, she's lots of fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Absolutely enjoying it. It's good. No guns, though. No guns whatsoever, which is part of my problem with it, because nobody in fantasy genre has a gun. No one has anything. There isn't just stunted technological growth in whatever universe it is in. It's just bizarre. It makes no sense to me. I have such trouble with fantasy. No, no decent healthcare, but which is fine, because the worst thing you can catch is a fever. And that's true of all fantasy genre. Well, it's true of most of human history, too. And today, an awful lot of deaths are actually caused by fevers. Fair enough. That's that's fine. It's just that that is the worst thing that can happen. 
there's no there's no no one gets cancer you know well, nobody lives long enough have you caught on to the fact that ned is supposed to be a an old grizzled experienced elder and he's only supposed to be like 30 years old i haven't is that sean bean right right, right. He's supposed to be like 30 years old because he's nearly 60, Sean Bean. Uh, I think that you'd find that if you hopped in a time machine and jumped back to the Middle Ages, a 30-year-old in the 1200s would look very much like a 60 or 70-year-old today. That's a fair... uh, Yeah, okay. I can go with that. He's 52, Sean Bean. 52 from Sheffield, South Yorkshire. Currently going out with some sort of 18-year-old model. Good on him. Yeah. Good on if him. If I were Sean Bean, I would be using my fame to the same, ex- same I extent. I would as well. well. You know, that's <laughs> why the hell not. Why the hell not? I I would definitely do that if I were Sean Bean. He was in the news recently because someone stabbed him on a night out, but all he did was beat what? the shit out. Yeah, he was on a night out. Someone stabbed him with a broken beer bottle. He just beat the shit out of the guy and continued his evening. See, this is the weird thing about the American stereotype of England. Yeah. Is you've got guys who on one hand, it's like it's like there's two parts of your society and there's no in between at all. You've got the guys like Sean Bean who are just badass. Yeah. Like they'll go out, they'll drink all night, they'll go whoring, they'll beat the shit out of anybody who in, in the street looks at them wrong. And then you have your dandies, your little Lord Fauntleroy's who are walking around in their, you know, uh, skeevy little outfits. Yeah. I'm one of those. Are you really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the Sean Bean type. I'm far too timid to be a Sean Bean type. I'm scared of such things. I don't think that you're quite the way that most people would view the opposite spectrum. No, though. I'm not. I'm not. That is a bit too much. And there are, you know, there's, it's a case of getting older and that sort of thing. But there's been, yeah, times in my life I was all about just going out and drinking. I'm not big enough to be wanting to get into fights. There are some people who would tell you that a good night out has to include a fight and they're not happy unless they get one. I've never been that kind of guy. I'm by no way big enough to start picking fights with people. I'll be killed. Sean Bean, on the other hand, can clearly beat the crap out of whoever he likes because he's Sean Bean. I've heard similar stories about other big names in Hollywood, like Sean Connery as well, was known for such things. Yeah. Um, In Michael Caine's autobiography... He tells the story of when he was on a night out with uh, Sean Connery in Edinburgh. They're in a bar, uh, in a pub. Someone starts giving Sean Connery shit, and his four mates back him up. And Sean Connery just beat the crap out of all of them. (laughs) See, that's funny, because, I mean, I love the guy as James Bond, but he was never standing out in my mind as someone who really would have been able to throw the punches that he did on screen. He could probably kick both our asses now. Honestly. And, and he's what? He, he, is he in his 90s? Actually, I don't, I don't know if he's in 90s. Uh... When he retired, wasn't his last film um, The Avengers? Possibly. He is 81. Oh, okay. I'm way off. Still, 81. That's not, that's not sprightly. No, it's not, but I still think he could kick both our asses. I can't lift my arms up above my head, for God's sake. I'm just like this dumpy weakling <laughs> little... Most people could kick my asses. Your daughter could kick my ass. Honestly. 
it's it's not it doesn't take a lot an 81 year old sean connery could probably give me the beating of a lifetime i was way off by the way the avengers was in 98 he did entrapment after that finding forrester league of extraordinary gentlemen and it looks like that's the one that killed it because after that it's just a video game and sir billy the vet a short that's such a shame that his last proper film was the league of extraordinary gentlemen because that was garbage Great comic book. Right. I think his last good one was The Rock. And if you didn't like The Rock, then Dragonheart. Absolutely <laughs> not First Night. That was that was an abomination of a film. It really was. And I, I always forget he was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. At the very end, it didn't really count. It's on the list. It counts. It surprises me, though, that you like The Rock, because that's a Michael Bay film. It's one of the few Michael Bay films that I like. It's it's actually pretty good. And it's got Nicolas Cage, which is it's like a double no-no. Nicolas Cage just as he was starting to go batshit insane. Yeah, so you're getting him just at a... It's a good point for Nicolas Cage, that one, actually. You know, it's, it's kind of enjoy The Rock. I've not seen it for a while. but and, and plus, once you've been on holiday to a place and you watch a film that's set there, you just sit go, oh, we've been there. Oh, we were there. Look, oh, we went to Alcatraz, <laughs> didn't we? And you sit doing that for an hour and a half. And so it's good for that reason. You know, Nicolas Cage gets a lot of shit, but looking at this list right here, the 90s were good to that guy. Oh, you're on Nicolas Cage now. Uh, okay. Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm, Bring Out the Dead, Gone in 60 Seconds. That's a damn good way to round out the, the 90s. I've still not seen Gone in 60 Seconds. It's worth it. It's a fun heist film. And it has Angelina Jolie playing with a stick shift. That's true. It does have that. So it it must be worth a look. We are way off here, aren't we? I think we've uh, we've exhausted this topic and (laughs) have had to jump to several others. I think Toy Gunners is a tricky one. They used to be fun. You can't have them anymore. I don't know. Has gun crime gone up? No, it's on the decrease. Then we're good. At least here. Yeah, I I don't know what we're doing here. I'll do a quick search. UK gun crime. Did you have unrealistic guns that you played with? No. None at all? No. Not that that I can remember. What about Um, Nerf? No, never had Nerf. It was here. I just never had it. It That was was fun. um, I was big on the water pistols, the battery-powered water pistols that look like real guns. I had an Uzi one. The Uzi ones, the, I think those are pretty much what started to kick off the real problems with cops. Yeah. I had one that looked exactly like the gun that Kurt Russell uses in Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little China. China. I knew you were going to use that as your example. That was the one I had. and it made That it, was a badass gun, and I remember watching that movie and it prompting me to go buy an Uzi squirt gun. Yeah. It made a noise when it fired. It fired like 30 feet because it was electric. I mean, that was one thing where uh, Super Soaker never got on. Like, electric, it took batteries. I mean, that ended up being its downfall because it just destroyed itself because you you filled it with water, for God's sake. But other than that, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I remember I broke it. I left it out in the yard for ages and killed it. Now, here's one that I'm not sure ever made it across the pond, but... Well, it probably did, because I think the cartoon was French, but did you ever have the Captain Power Guns? Captain Power Guns? Not that I... 
Captain Power was cool because it came out when the old 8-bit Nintendo was still out. But the gimmick was that the gun was shaped like a spaceship and you would put the Captain Power VHS tape into your VCR and you would would fly along with it and you would shoot at the screen. And you know the technology that Duck Hunt used? Yeah. It was pretty much the same thing, but you would shoot at various parts on the screen and you would play along. Right now it didn't have this. It's kind of like a reflective laser thing so that you could participate in a movie, which was just mind-blowing at the time. Now, nothing like this. This looks amazing. I think I found Captain Power toys on YouTube. That's not the gun. I've never heard of this. I remember running around at my cousin's house because he had both the good guy's uh, spaceship gun and the bad guy's spaceship gun. And, you know, when you when you weren't actually in front of the TV, they didn't do a whole lot, but they still looked pretty goddamn cool. So I'm trying to find a picture here to put in the chat room. Now, I don't recognize any of these toys. I don't think we got Captain Power here. Because this was, according to Wikipedia, this was 87. So I'd be fairly well up on what toys were and weren't available in 1987. And none of this rings a bell. The first link I posted was a mistake, sorry guys, but the second one, there's the Captain Power gun, although it's just a picture of the box. As you can see, it's shaped like a plane, like like a, a G.I. Joe ship, almost. Uh, it even comes with a little action figure that you put inside of it, and then just if you can look at the tiny little inset in the bottom left-hand corner of this image, you can see you would hold it up in front of the TV and fly along with the video. Sounds pretty cool. It was uh, very short-lived, I think, probably due to expense and not a whole lot of replayability. Right. I mean, it's the same tape every time. Of course. God, those were the days trying to make things like that work. God. Captain Power. Can't believe I've never heard of it. But then I just, yeah, I don't think it made it over here. Did it have a cartoon? Oh, it had a TV show. I don't recall a TV show. I think they actually kept the property limited entirely to the VHS tapes. That way they could sell them. Right. See, uh, almost like, um, almost like you know, video game cartridges. Yeah. You I just w- go out and buy your new tape. I was enjoying Brave Star and He-Man on Netflix the other night. Oh, they're so bad now. I know. <laughs> you did Brave Star. Are you, are you familiar with Brave Star? Yes, very much so. Just every week. Why don't they come up with a plan that can't be thwarted by something that can run as fast as a puma? <laughs> Surely that that's really, really easy to do. Like, I could get away from a puma in my car, I reckon. <laughs> so why is Marshall Bravestar catching you every week? You know? He's got eyes of the hook. Well, hide, you idiot. I never do that. It's always... Oh, here we go. Michael Mould in the chat room brings up the quintessential toy gun... He says he had the Galvatron toy that transformed oh, into a pistol. The Galvatron toy. Far, yes, far bigger than the Megatron. Uh, I had a Megatron, which was poor as a toy. The Megatron pistol was tiny, and it was based on, not wasn't it like a silenced Walther PPK or something like that? It was very similar to one of those tiny little handguns Hang that on. I think it James was Bond would have used. One of the German... Uh, Megatron toy. Let's have a look. I I'm think it was kind yeah. of Luger-like. Yeah, it was a bit like a Luger. 
a P thirty eight is what the All Transformers right. wiki is saying. So fair enough. Let's see what a P thirty eight looks like. But yeah, it came with the extension, so you could put the telescopic sight on, and that would attra- attach to Megatron's arm. Looking at it assembled as a robot, it was awful, really poor. So much not like the TV show whatsoever. But am I right in thinking the Galvatron one took batteries and made noises and lit up? I honestly don't remember the Galvatron toy so much. The Galvatron gun that um, was used starting in the Transformers movie in 1986 was a cannon. It had like a tripod that it sat up on. Yep, that's it in the toy. I'm looking at it now. It Yeah, it could... Uh, yeah, it was sat on a tripod, basically. The Walther P-38 is a 9mm semi-automatic pistol. Uh, of the Wehrmacht at the beginning of World War II. So that makes sense, seeing how Megatron was supposed to be a Nazi. Yeah. Was he supposed to be a Nazi? Was that his thing? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, mean, in the same way that Darth Vader was. Right, okay. They're all modeled on that same kind of fascist, hey, not too cloaked in any kind of subtlety, kids cartoon way. Now, I have All the to, bad guys were variations on Nazis in the 80s, Rich. I have to ask this now, because I'm just looking at it. How would you spell Cybertron? Uh, C-Y-B-E-R-T-R-O-N. That's what I'd go for, but the website I'm on now has spelled it S-E-I-B-E-R-T-R-O-N. Oh, they're just wrong. That's what I'm thinking. That's That's a really bad... And they're calling themselves the ultimate Transformers resource. They must know they've spelt it wrong, then. Yeah, they're they're definitely spelling it wrong. Uh, I know my Transformers. And it's Cybertron, like cyber. Exactly. Like like the men and the internet and everything. It might be, you said S-I-E-B, is how they're doing? That's a Germanic prefix, so it's probably a language barrier thing. Maybe so. Contact us. I might contact them and go, do you know you spelled Cybertron wrong? That's a really (laughs) arsehole thing to do. I would never do that. No, they're American. Really? Then they're just fucking idiots. Illinois. Oh, that seals it. Yeah, they've put their address on there. So there you go. (laughs) So they were pretty... Yeah, they were toy guns. I used to make toy guns out of Lego, but there is no such thing as a Lego toy gun set. They never did that. Uh, They didn't even really have any kind of weapons to go in the characters' hands until what, probably the early 90s, um, when they started doing crossbows and that sort of thing. I don't remember ever having guns on Lego, man. Like that, no. They Once they introduced the space sets, they started to have things that could be used as guns. Right. But they were always left very kind of, you know, open-ended. Hey, this could be a scanner of some sort that's shaped like a gun. Did you see in the news this week about the Shaun of the Dead Lego set that is causing a bit of a... <laughs> no. So there is there is part of the Lego website, which is, this is a wonderful idea. You can go and propose a Lego set and people that can, pretty much like the, the, the White House government petitions people go and vote on these things when they get to 10,000 votes then lego actually consider them for becoming a a legitimate lego product and if they actually do it you get one percent of the total income of that product which is pretty cool and so people go and suggest all kinds of things i think there's a minecraft set 
it uh, came out today. Yeah, it was all over. Um, thank you, by the way, very much to Jacob from Nerd Hurdles. He sent me that. And, wow. Yeah. I, I barely suppressed my urge to run out and buy it. So that, that came along as a result of this website that they've got. And so someone has gone on and done a Lego model of the Winchester pub with from Shaun of the Dead and done lots of little Lego zombies. And it's it's just shot up to 10,000 votes, partly because Simon uh, Pegg was tweeting about it and linking people to it and that sort of thing. And so Lego have had to come out and go, right, it's brilliant. And we accept totally that you've got to 10,000 votes. But it is a zombie set and we are Lego. So while it's really good, we'll talk about it. But you have to bear in mind we make like castles and, and other things and, and <laughs> zombies is perhaps a bit too harsh for our target market as as a toy. So please don't be upset if we just flat out refuse to build this. But it looks great. Okay, so I've got a ruling here on Cybertron. Because, I mean, no offense, I've been listening to you and everything, but I've also been furiously typing. Yeah. The guys in the chat room are saying Cybertron, the way that you said it, is the spelling in Japan. Ah. So I went looking for it. Uh, I found that, uh, according to Takara, the creator of Transformers, Cybertron, the way that we know it, yeah. is the official spelling right. uh, in, in, in the West. And they've never actually used the S-E-I-B spelling in any kind of advertising. But Sabertron has been used. So that's weird. Right. Uh, Japanese name for the Autobots. Uh, I've got kanji here, which, of course, I can't really pronounce. But um, anglicized, it's Sabertron. <laughs> well done there. That was very good. I watch a lot of anime. That's that's good. I don't I don't watch any anime, and I'm now caught up on what Lego sets you can get. They do a superheroes range. You can get Batman Lego. Oh yeah, uh, they have Lego Batman the video game. Yeah, I, I, think, I knew I think that's I knew, where that got its start. Yeah, I knew they had the video game, but I I didn't know you could actually buy Batman Lego. Uh, Lego has contracts with both Marvel and DC. Somehow they managed to work that out. So. If they don't have those sets already, uh, they'll be coming. Right. And there's, there's a fantastic selection of figurines you can get that are not connected with any of the sets. This is amazing. Lego is an entirely different show. Yeah, uh, it is. We can't get I into say, this. I know, I know. Especially since we're approaching the hour and a half mark. But um, I do want to say that I kind of miss the days when Legos were a little bit more generic because ever since the Star Wars branding came out, it's just been exponentially expanded from there. I mean, they'll they'll sign contracts with Harry Potter and whatever other franchises are going guaranteed to sell sets. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. I suppose it's mind you, I never really built the sets as they were or. I don't know. Is that your point, actually, that the more branded they become, the more difficult it becomes to just have a tub of Lego? Exactly is, right. Yeah. Because if you got all these custom parts, and this is something that Jacob and Mandy talked about on a recent uh, episode of Nerd Hurdles, too. So, I, sorry, guys, I don't mean to unintentionally steal, but I was totally jiving with you the entire time. 
Um, <laughs> but when you have all these custom parts that are made specifically for sets, that's fewer parts that you can use just to build anything you want. Like, you know, if you get the Star Wars set with the custom Chewbacca, that that can only be Chewbacca. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Or the, the custom, the, the big um, Jabba that you can build. That can only be Jabba. It's like five different parts. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. That makes sense. Because when I think about we had we just had a big tub of Lego. I can't tell you any, apart from that we had, I had the space Lego one year that lit up. But apart from that, I couldn't tell you any single Lego set that I owned. We just had Lego. Well, yeah, Brandon and I, when we were growing up, my little, little brother, um, we would throw away the manuals immediately. I don't remember ever actually building what the manual said to build. Why, why would you do that? The whole point of Lego was to build something that was more clever than they gave you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I never built the, uh, the, the thing until I got to Lego Technic, which it looks like they don't make anymore. It's probably outmoded. Did you have Lego Technic where it was it was kind of more advanced Lego with pivoting parts and you could actually do something intelligent with it? I mean, we have it on the shelves, but I never cared about that because I didn't want I didn't want my playtime to become too realistic. Yeah. You know, I was never into to cars. I was never into the stuff that guys are supposed to do mechanically. I was always about, well, you know, I'm going to build this weird-ass maze, and it's going to be a maze fort, and it's going to be really big, and it's going to have trap doors. Right. That's, that's good, though. That's, it's better to have that imagination. Well, you say that now, but here I am with an English degree, so. <laughs> yeah, where did that get you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, I have no degree, and look <laughs> where that got me. We're both on the same show, so, you know. It all worked Hoorah. out in the end. Yeah. I do, though, think that that plays out toy guns entirely. I have nothing else to say about them in particular. Yeah, I don't either. I think that's a good place to leave toy guns as, as much as we touched on it. I think. Should, I, we, should we pick an, an episode for next time? I think next week we're going to talk about politics, right? Oh, yes. The, uh, the one from, from the forum. Right, from Dr. Kenkels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. We'll do that one. That was a good suggestion. And if you guys who are listening have a suggestion for us, head on over to simplysyndicated.com, click the forum button. If you're not already signed up, what the hell? Uh, get signed up and you can leave all kinds of feedback, talk with the other folks who listen to our shows, leave your suggestion for future shows. We're more than willing to take a look at them. As a matter of fact, there are a couple more that I've seen there in the past week that I'm really interested in talking in, uh, talking about. Um, I shall go but- and look at those now then. I think uh, I think next week we're going to talk about how we felt about or what perceptions we had about each other's respective national leaders. Yeah, should be interesting. I have especially to since about- I, 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 you know, our mass American cultural ignorance. I don't think that we got fed too much about your actual government. We we got a lot about the romanticized monarchy, but yeah, this should be an interesting one. I think. Who's that guy who looks like Commander Decker? What was that about? Who's that supposed to be? That guy who looks like Commander Decker. I'm, I'm reading from the forum post that this idea is from on the Google Doc. And, he, and how does Jason feel about Thatcher and that guy who looks like Commander Decker? Does he well, mean- they mean Decker from Star Trek, right? I don't know who they mean by that. I don't know either. 
Does he mean... Does he mean David Cameron? Does he look like Commander... Oh, he wishes he looked like Commander Decker from Star Trek. The the motion picture, right? I'm I'm assuming so. I don't know. It's all... I don't know who that is. Willard Decker. He was the no, guy who I know who he is. I, I just don't know who, who the person's referring to on in his equivalency in British politics. I don't know who that would be. I'll do some research here this week and try to figure it out. Cool. Cool. Right. Well, I just, if you want to, have you, did you say the email address? I think we are at remastered at simply syndicated.com. Is we, that right? We are indeed. Uh, we could do with some help with some donations. If you want to help this network, keep going. That's how we keep going. You buy things and you donate some money and it helps us out a massive amount. It'd be cool if it were all free, but it does cost us money to give you free stuff. Not trying to guilt trip anybody, but I'm just saying. Someone pays you, for this. Yeah. If you had a, like a dollar sitting around and you can drop it in the tip jar, just uh, think about giving us that dollar instead of giving it to maybe the, the guy at the coffee bar. Exactly. He doesn't deserve it. How much does that guy at the coffee bar entertain compared to us? We just that did an hour and a half. Ten minutes. Sorry? That coffee lasts you 10 minutes. Exactly. And then you go pee it out. Yeah. You don't pee us out. <laughs> Thank God. I, uh, I would want even, you to try. <laughs> no, I can't comprehend what that would involve. That's just horrid. Um, failing that, if you don't have any money lying around, then we appreciate a retweet or follow us on Facebook. Share these episodes. You know, when we post on the website, go and click the Facebook share button and tell your friends about the show. Tell everybody about the show. Make them listen. <laughs> In perfectly legal ways. Yes. That must be everything, I think. That is everything. So that being said, I think we should wish everybody a good evening. Good evening, everybody. See you later, guys.